You are listening to Wake Up or Break Up with your host, LCB. I'm so excited you decided to join me today. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Do you know what today is? It's our anniversary. (laughs) Happy one month anniversary, you guys. It's been four weeks since I started this podcast and here we are at our one month mark. So to commemorate our month together, I wanted to talk a little bit about forgiving and forgetting because in this journey, of me finding out, me confronting the other person, me figuring out my role in everything. Something that always stuck in the back of my mind is how do how do I forgive someone who cheated? How do I forget what they did? And honestly, I don't know if it's ever possible to forget. And I don't think it's necessary. And it's definitely not something that... I want to have in my story. I don't want to forget what happened because it is an integral part of who I am and what I've been through and where we've gone and how much we've grown together. I will say that it is necessary for me to forget some aspects of the cheating and it is also really important for me to forget kind of some of those expectations that I had for Joe and and some of those hurt feelings from the past because in order for us to move forward I really need to give us both the benefit of the doubt and give us the opportunity to have a fresh start. So in today's podcast I want to talk about how I started the process of forgiveness with Joe. Like, what did that conversation look like? What did we say? What did we do? How did it feel? Was it awkward? Was it weird? Was it natural? Was it easy? All of the things. So grab a chair, maybe pour yourself a drink. Let's get comfortable and talk about it. The conversations that Joe and I had after I moved out were probably some of the deepest, most intense, emotionally driven conversations we've had probably the entire time we've been together. So Joe and I have been together for 15 years. We will be married for 10 years in December. So You know, that's just to give you kind of an idea of how long we've been dealing with each other. But these conversations, you guys, were unlike anything we've ever had because we both were at such a broken down place that we could do nothing else but be completely honest and transparent with each other. And it was hurtful to hear. It was painful. It was overwhelming and it was uncomfortable because I didn't want to hear some of the things that he said. I didn't want to hear that he was hurt and he felt neglected and isolated and lonely and that he was in one of his darkest moments and I didn't care and I wasn't there for him. That was really hard to hear. And I think for him, too, to kind of hear me say, you know, that I, too, was in such a terrible place and I didn't care and he wasn't there for me. We just realized that we were both very hurt people. 
And that was the first step. We were able to acknowledge each other's pain. We were able to acknowledge each other's low points and and also our role in that. You know, the fact that he was going through something and I turned away from him and the fact that I was going through something and he turned away from me because he was going through his own stuff. We really messed up and we recognized that it wasn't just one person. It wasn't just the person who took it a step too far and cheated. It was both of us. And if you guys want to hear a little bit more about that, you could definitely go back and listen to episode three in case you missed it. Because I want to kind of move forward from there. Like acknowledging that we both did wrong didn't put a bandaid over the wound (laughs) that we had both created. In fact, it almost made it a little bit more difficult and it made our relationship really raw and sensitive. We had to watch what we said. We had to kind of guard ourselves because when we got vulnerable and emotional, it would be very easy to get caught up in you know, loving on each other and being like, oh my God, it's okay. I'm so sorry. Let's just make out or have sex or make everything better. Like we really, let me just speak for myself. I really had to keep my distance. I really had to be aware of the situation. I didn't want to forgive too fast. I didn't want to fall back into the comfort of our relationship and the comfort of knowing that, okay, maybe we will have each other's backs no matter what this time. Maybe it will be beautiful this time and it'll be everything that I hoped for. So I was on guard and he said all these things and it hurt because he was so hurt and I said things and he was hurt and I uh, we were hurting and we were hurting for a while and it took us kind of saying, okay, We acknowledge that we messed up. Okay, what's next? And so the next few conversations consisted of, okay, uh, do we want to make it work? And Joe was very clear that after he cheated, he, you know, didn't tell me. Obviously, I didn't find out for a few months. And he was debating how he wanted to drop the bomb of infidelity on me. And it just so happened that, you know, a few months later, I ended up finding out on my own. However, in that time that he was waiting, I was getting better. I was, you know, coming out of my postpartum fog. We were connecting again. And so it was a really hard time for him because he didn't want things to stop progressing because now his actions from three or four months ago were finally exposed. He wanted to continue progressing. And after I found out about the cheating, I got even better, you guys. And some people would think that I would get worse, like more angry, more hateful, you know, more depressed. I didn't. I lit up like the sun was finally shining in my soul. My eyes were open again for the first time. Like, like I had these dirty eyeballs covered in trash and dust and negativity. And I put some freaking Windex on that shit. And I was like, clear. Clarity was prevalent in my life again and it was beautiful and Joe recognized that he saw that in me and he's like holy shit Elsie where have you been hiding you have not been this clear this happy this present in years and I have missed you and I don't want to lose you if this is you and you're finally back I need you and I need this to work And you guys, I felt the same way. And I didn't feel the same way about him. I felt the same way about myself. 
I missed myself. I missed the Elsie that was bright and optimistic and had clarity and was vibrant and excited for life. I missed her and she was back. And you know what? That did not drive me to go back to Joe. The fact that I was able to reconnect with myself almost wanted me to stay away from Joe. And so although Joe was at a point where he was like, okay, I want to make this work. You know, I think now that the business is gone and now that you're gone, I realized that I really just wanted the business out of my life. I didn't want our marriage to end. I didn't want us to be disconnected. I just wanted to get out of the business. And that was great, you know, but I... I was excited. I was excited to to be in a good place again. I was excited to have this opportunity to start over. And although Joe was ready to work things out, I was not. And so what happened from there is that I forgave him. And I told him, I forgive you for cheating. Like, dude, I understand why you did that. I understand. And I am sorry for my part that I wasn't there for you. But at the same time, you did something that you knew would break us apart. You did something that you knew would absolutely destroy me. And that is something that I am not ready to forget in order to make a relationship work with you. So although I forgive you for cheating, I don't forgive you yet for destroying me and being okay with that and to have that intention of ruining me in our life together I'm not okay with that and I don't forgive that and I do not forget and so from there it was kind of like this weird dance of okay well we're obviously trying to make things work but I got to keep my distance but the closer that we get and the more that we're talking and connecting the more drawn I am to him which means I kind of need to push away and so we decided that we did maybe want to make things work for sure as co-parents but I was not going to tell him if I wanted to be back with him until Banks's third birthday which is August 15th oh shit my bad <laughs> Uh, his birthday is August 16th, you guys. My bad. I forget all the time. I do love you, Banks. If you ever listen to this as an adult, I do love you. So I told him that, you know, I'm not going to tell him my definitive answer of whether or not I'm going to make things work until Banks' birthday. I didn't say whether or not we're going to be together. I said if I would even consider making things work. And this was probably in the beginning of April. So that would be about five months or six months. I don't know. And he said, okay. So that was where we were at. And what I decided to do next was not try to fix my relationship, Joe. It was not spending more time with him or, you know, trying to heal our wounds. It was working on myself. And it was saying, I'm not able to forget what happened. And although I'm able to forgive, I need to honor how I'm feeling and I need to give myself the grace and the space to figure shout out and what I really want and so from there I decided to reach out and contact a life coach now this life coach isn't someone that I knew from the past it was actually someone who was referred to me by one of my clients and friends Robin and she told me that her friend who's also a coach was doing this like free consultation special so being the cheap awesome person that I am I reached out and I took advantage of it and so the coach her name is Julie Castle she's amazing by the way you guys if you're looking for a life coach and you don't want to talk to me (laughs) definitely reach out to her she changed my life 
So basically in this one session, she calls me and she is so welcoming and warming and so curious and really gave me a safe space to talk about what happened. And one of the first things I asked her was like, is this confidential? Because I had not spoken to anyone about what happened with me and Joe. And I think one of my biggest fears was people finding out that he cheated before I was ready to tell people that he cheated. And to know that it was a confidential conversation was something that really empowered me to share because I'm not one to talk about myself naturally. I know I'm doing a podcast. It's so ironic. But back then, you guys, I was not comfortable with it. She just had me talk about where I was at in these different areas of my life. And so I, you know, I shared with her how I felt about my relationship and my family and my job and my finances and my time and my body and my self-care, all of that stuff, which is actually really nice to just say it out loud because it made me own where I was at. And then the next part of the exercise, she had me visualize where I would be in all of these areas three years from now. And she wanted me to share in the present tense what three years from now looked like you guys i have not set goals for myself i can't even remember the last time i've set a long-term goal for myself or envisioned something that i wanted three years from now let alone like three days from now so to say what i wanted in those areas of my life three years from now as if i already had them was insanely powerful So basically, I told her, she wrote it down, and then you guys, she reflected it back to me. She basically told it back to me as if it were happening, and to hear about this life that I had described three years from now in someone else's voice, in someone else's words, oh, I cannot tell you. I wanted that life so bad. I wanted that three years from now, right now. I wanted to get there, and I didn't care what it took. I wanted it. I wanted a better relationship with my mom and my sister. I wanted to be a better mom for banks. I wanted to be more independent and to take care of my body and to have my own career and make my own money and be successful. And I wanted to be in love. I wanted to be in love with Joe. I wanted us to reconnect. I wanted us to have this life together and to travel and to see the world. And I wanted all of those things. And I didn't have them at the moment. And I wanted to get there. And I knew that a coach would help me. And so I talked to her about, you know, my options for coaching. And she had... She's so talented, you guys. She had such a great program that she offered and it was like on a special at the time, but I had to decide in three days. And because I lost my job and I didn't really have any access to finances at that time because Joe and I were figuring things out with our separation, I could not afford it. I was not able to move forward with the coaching, but it definitely set me on the right path. So Julie, thank you so much. For what you gave me in that one free session it was invaluable and i am forever grateful and so after that you guys i went on a self-discovery binge i researched so many things about myself i started journaling every day i wrote crazy amounts of stuff i wrote how i found out about the cheating i wrote about how i felt i wrote about what i was thinking i wrote about my anger my frustrations my hurt all of the things I wrote about my highlights 
it was so therapeutic to just kind of write things down and then go back and read them you know a day or two later and kind of being like whoa I can't believe I was in that place or wow I can't believe I'm in this place now I feel so good and I feel so bad or whatever and so how does that help me forget how did that help me forget okay well from there I was able to kind of self-reflect and think about what is going to serve me moving forward is it going to serve me to keep thinking about joe cheating and what they did and you know what was a lie what was the truth and you know what our relationship really meant and what is it going to be in the future after my coaching session i wanted to ask joe i wanted to ask joe because you know, he already told me little things like, oh, yeah, you know, we didn't have sex. It was only two times, blah, blah, blah. But I wanted to know all the details. I wanted to know the ins and outs, all of the things. I wanted to know. <laughs> I wanted to know all the smells, all the sights, all the textures, <laughs> all of it. Why? Why would I do that to myself? Because I am that type of person. I needed closure. I needed to I needed to silence the voice in my head that was running wild with ideas and thoughts and visualizations of interactions that were just way beyond what I was able to process and able to digest. So what did I do? <laughs> I laugh because it's uncomfortable. It probably was super uncomfortable for Joe, but I sat him down on the couch and I was like, okay, walk me through everything. I asked him, okay, how did you first message her? And how did the relationship progress? How did it go from being just talking to inappropriateness? And how did it go from you saying, okay, you look good to sending me nudes or you know, oh, thanks for the nudes. Let's meet up and hook up. And I asked him, you know, when he went to her house, did he bring a condom? Because in my mind, I'm like, if you bring a condom, you're planning to have sex. If you don't bring a condom, you're leaving the door open to whatever and unprotected sex. So, you know, he said he did. And I asked him when he got to her house, did he you know was he the one that made the first move or did she and he said that he did you know that he came in and he kissed her and then they were on the couch and they were making out and then she took the next step and took it a step further than kissing and then he took the next step and returned the favor and so there was that and I needed to hear it and then I needed to hear about the second time they came together. Like, why would you do a second time? And, you know, he explained it was an ego thing. He wanted to make up for it. He wanted to not be so embarrassed and try again. And this time it was in her bed and he kept his shirt on. And so did she. And they did this and this and this. And they did not have sex again. And that made me feel better. You would think it would make me feel worse. And it didn't. It made me feel freaking better. Why did it make me feel better? It made me feel better because I knew what happened. And I didn't have to think about what happened. I didn't have to imagine it. I didn't have to come up with my own conclusions. I heard it from him. Now, if this girl wants to ruin my life and come out with her own podcast or video or post saying, uh, that's a lie. Me and Joe had hella sex and we did all of these things and it was over several days and months and whatever. 
that's fine, boo. Do you. Do you. But I've decided to go with your original story. And I've decided to go with Joe's original story. And yeah, I hope that she does not do anything hateful like that. And if she does, I hope she has evidence. (laughs) But anyway, you guys, knowing actually helped me forget. Because until I had the facts, my mind was just racing, trying to think about what it looked like and what it felt like and whatever. And I had Joe actually reenact it with me. He refused after a few minutes because it got really uncomfortable and I obliged as long as he continued answering my questions. After knowing what really happened, I was ready to kind of put that part behind me. And if you were listening to my question episode, I transitioned from thinking, is it possible to forgive and forget and kind of embrace this idea of it's necessary to forgive and forget, but in your own way. So I am not an all or nothing kind of girl anymore. I was before. I truly believed in all or nothing. It just made life simple. You're either in my life or you're not. And having this kind of ambiguous situation where it's like, I want you in my life, but I don't because of what you did. I kind of approached forgiving and forgetting that way. So yeah, I forgot a lot of, I wanted, I heard it, I learned it. And then I wanted to forget what they did because it no longer served me. It no longer improved or enhanced our relationship. It was only going to weigh us down. It was only going to hold us back. So I had to forget that part. However, I did not forget the way that I felt when I found out. I did not forget how I felt when I found out because I needed to hold on to that in order for me to move forward older and wiser and more aware of what's happening in my marriage. And knowing that I don't ever want to feel like that again is definitely going to help me decide how I am in this relationship moving forward and how I want to be with Joe moving forward. So yes, it is possible to forgive and forget, but you got to do it on your own freaking terms, whatever that looks like for you. If you want to forgive someone and move on and leave them in the dust, do you. If you want to forgive someone and stay absolutely, but that's where the forgetting comes in. Like, If you want to stay with someone, you're going to have to choose what memories are going to serve you and what memories are going to hold you back. And if you choose to stay together, you have to let go of those memories that are holding you back. You have to let go of those memories that leave a bitter taste in your mouth and that are going to be a conflict or a divide in your relationship moving forward. And it sucks, right? Because it is a big hurt. And it is a big deal and what happened is totally serious and it's totally valid how you feel, but, but is it necessary to hold on to that hurt and that pain and those memories if they're not serving you? And that goes for anything in life, you guys. You got to look at your life and say, what is serving me and what is not? And sometimes it's more than just forgetting. Sometimes it's just moving on. If Joe's purpose in my life did not serve me, if it didn't enhance my life or Banks's life, he would not be here today. He would not be in my life. And that is hella real. (laughs) Hella, because I'm from Northern California. That's how we roll. He would not effing be here. He would be gone. 
But because he has value in my life, because I still have love for him, because I know that he is a great father to Banks and that we deserve as a couple to try to make it work and see what happens, I'm going to do it for him. I'm going to move forward and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to forgive him and I'm going to try to forget the things that make it impossible for us to make it work. And if for any reason something else comes up, and he betrays my trust again, then we're gonna revisit all this shit and all bets are off. And I think that's pretty fair. And I think that's something that we all need to remember is what is fair, not just for the other person, but for us. What works for you? What makes you feel good? It's okay to do what makes you feel good, even if it makes other people feel bad. Because at the end of the day, we're all we got. I'm all I got. Banks can move away and get married, have his own family. Joe can divorce me or leave. All I got is me. And that's scary and exciting and empowering and liberating. And it's so freaking true. To thine own self, be true. So be true to you. If you could do anything in this world, if that means forgiving, forgetting, partially forgiving, forgetting, completely forgiving, and forgetting not at all, do what's best for you, you guys. So this is episode number four. Happy anniversary, you guys. Thanks for joining me on this journey. There is much more to come. I hope you guys come back for episode number five. I'm not sure what it is, but it's gonna be good because I just want to bring you guys the good stuff. If you want to follow my personal journey on Instagram, you can find me at Wake Up Elsie. You can also check out my coaching page, wakeupyourpassion.com, if you want a little help with your relationship. And relationships, just as a side note, are not all romantic. Relationships can be a relationship with yourself, with your parents, with your siblings, with your friends. You know, relationships are all around us. I'm just here to help you talk it out and, you know, be a professional listener so you have someone to talk to. Until next time, you guys, thanks for tuning in and I will talk to you on the next one. Bye.